Pulp MX Network Production. You cast me, complete me till What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity. All right, man? Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. This is Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. This is the number one wrap-up show in the moto industry, where each week, myself and a couple guests wrap up and discuss the good, the bad, and the janky in that week's Pulp MX Show. But before we get started, I want to thank all the sponsors who've come on board. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motorsport.com. I appreciate all the help and support from those great companies, so please use them and support them. Also, feel free to reach out with questions, comments, or critiques by emailing me, darkside at pulpmex.com. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Committing multiple HR violations per hour. It's Travis Marks. No, I listen to bars set low. Yeah, I hate shitting on. on people, but... Yeah. No, we shit just, on people on this show. Hard. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, oh, I tell you, it's gotten to the point where I'm looking at a 10-foot metal pole, thunderstorm clouds rolling in, and a cow pasture right out front. I'm about to go stand out in the middle. <laughs> right. It's better than 69. Listen, I mean... Uh, I, I, yeah. If he goes to high point and wins, let's say he goes 1-1. One, one, Dude, there's no chance. No. The champion I am or I'll champion the losers, I'll come on and, <laughs> and deal with it. But, but Amar was fine. He was high on oxy, so he's all giddy and happy. So <laughs> I'm just stoking my friends depressed. Yeah. Yeah. The Nets have saved a lot of people. Uh, hey, an alien uh, banged my wife. Harmon mentioned Eli winning high point, and I just said... I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Say he was no, no, no. I, I know, but I just said a there was... <laughs> Dude, I can fucking dance. Yeah, you can. You want to dance right now? I will show you how to country yeah, dance. Let's see Stand do. up. Steve, what's the expected recovery on Amart's leg? <laughs> it's his arm, idiot. Yep. So you guys are single. You're not going out Saturday nights to bang chicks. You're watching the race? Can you not do both? <laughs> Maybe I'm mad at these people now. Maybe I'm not. Just, oh, I was going to rant about these morons believing this shit. If you have a disability island over here, right? You have an, you have an <laughs> island full of people with disabilities, right? And it just seems yeah. normal to get a carrot and try to stick it in your ear. That's normal <laughs> to you. Are you a fucking idiot, Mathis? Watch me stick a carrot up my ass. But we talked about it so much. I lost half a tattoo. J-Mart lost a championship. Wow. <laughs> get the, the fuck over it, right. snowflakes. Right. Check out my cock, dude. I right, hope you guys are ready for another Pulp MX wrap-up show because you're about to get one. This week, we're going to break down show 467 with privateers Logan Carnow and Cheyenne Harmon sitting in, plus some great phone guests like Aaron Plessinger, Jalik Swole, Cameron McAdoo, and fucking Filthy Phil for the Motosport.com check-in. Before we talk about all that, i got to introduce my guests. Um, before the net mentions, before the high point hype, before the disability island, and even a new intro, let me introduce you to my guest. First up, brought to you by Seal Savers, Mason Mill. What up, dude? Hey, Darkside. Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited to uh, get into the show. Yeah, man. I always appreciate appreciate you. You're always excited to come on and bring good content, and I, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, also on the line... A guy I actually considered bumping, canceling after after his breach of trust on Monday night with a, a new intro he played. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that eventually. Brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires, the one and only Dune Goon, Travis Marks. I'm unfamiliar with this situation that you're talking about, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> 
We'll, we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But yeah, I've got I've got I might have a rant of my own. Um, <laughs> might, I might be a little frustrated with uh, some pulp employees, but oh I, I know where Steve's coming from now. I think, but hey, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm dark side. I'm brought to you by Guts Racing. Uh, yeah. So hey, uh, Mill Mason, uh, two new in studio guests. I Logan and Cheyenne, first timers. I felt like they brought it, man. They were they were running up the white clock out, but I, dude, I really, really enjoyed these guys. Uh, they didn't get quite as sloppy as Jake and Coke and RV, but a lot of fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed listening to Cheyenne and Logan. I thought they definitely brought the heat. They did a really good job, a ton of value added as um, not only industry insiders, obviously as riders, but just a ton of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I was really entertained by them. Yeah. Did you think they brought good content? Like oh, not, not just not just being funny, but like when it came to talking about Eli or talking about the other guy, the racers, like I, I felt like they were on point. Like they, they are not only racing, but paying attention. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mark, you were in studio. Um, what was it like having those guys in and knocking? I think they got to 23, 25 claw, white claws. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it ended up at about 23. Uh, yeah. If you include the IPA that Cheyenne cracked open at the end. Oh, you know what? It was 24, uh, right? Because they drank the whole case, and that was it. Uh, yeah, actually, I think you're right. So that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, that worked out for my uh, my YouTube bet with uh, YouTube viewer Morgan Sanchez. He bet they would drink more than 30, and once they hit 24, you were like, oh, yeah, they're out. <laughs> All right. He, he PayPal'd me my $5, and I don't know what that – I'm going to use that towards my new studio. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And that'll teach Morgan to make bets before he has all the details. (laughs) Exactly. And I, like, I kind of, these guys, I've had this type of bet on YouTube a couple of times and I'm always like, I wonder if they realize like most of these guys, it's like, it was bets one time and this, you know, Logan and, uh, Cheyenne this time, like I could easily text these guys like, Hey, back it down. Oh, 100%. But I wouldn't do that. Not like I would never, I would never try to interfere with a game. Right, yeah, I was just going to say, Pookie wouldn't know anything about that. Exactly. All right. Hey, uh, side. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of White Claws and bets, Chris Betts still owes me a case of White Claws. I'm still checking my door every day, and it's not there. Yeah, you probably got to remind him about that. I just might. <laughs> All right, so as I was saying off air, this show to me felt jam-packed, Mason. A lot of, like, it felt long. It went over five hours. Um and it was just a lot going on, and, you know. And it did; it never got boring. It was just full of, of good stuff. Uh, what do you think? Did you listen to the whole thing in a straight shot? Did you watch Monday night, or was it just kind of over the last couple of days? Um, it was over the last couple of days. I was actually kind of nervous. I wasn't going to finish it in time um, for the show this evening, but mm. um, yeah, I actually just wrapped it up about an hour ago. Nice, nice. And marks. So for me, most of you guys, you know, a lot of people, listeners know, but definitely, you know, what's been going on in my life and I haven't been sleeping much. And I'm telling you, we're at about 1130 my time, which is about a half hour before the show normally ends. I could tell like this thing's not getting over at midnight. There's still a lot to do. And I texted, I texted Tits. I was like, dude, 15 minute warning. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, Tits, he's uh 10 o'clock our time. He's, yeah. It's time. It's time to go. Um, and, and we have a Slack channel going where we where we communicate, Steve and myself and the producer. And, and uh, I think your reminder must have reminded Tits because right about then he sent uh, Steve the reminder that he had a 15-minute warning. <laughs> nice. Uh, I like it. And then, 
and he was walking out. So I like good to, it. Good to know where it came from. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I I just couldn't stay awake. I was there. I dozed off a few times, and not because it was boring, but because I was spent. But anyway, all right, I want to start with Aaron Plessinger. Uh, Tr- Travis, do you think there's ever a time that AP is a dick? or just in a bad mood. The dude is always on when he's being interviewed or on camera. The dude is awesome. He really is. And I don't know. That's a good question because he's like one of those ones where he, he, yeah, we don't really ever see him in a bad mood or I I have to think back to maybe some of his less than stellar rides that he maybe wasn't super pumped about. But even then, man, he's just got this demeanor about him where he's always trying to find positives it seems like and and it definitely comes across in his interviews because he's always upbeat and cheerful and and making jokes and it's a a good time for sure yeah i thought mason i thought it was a i love ap being on the pulp mech show and i thought it was really i i I giggled a little bit when steve was asking about his settings he asked about some settings he found at the goat goat farm and whether they still applied. And you could tell that Aaron wasn't really sure about his settings. He was trying to trying to give an answer, but not a hundred percent positive if he's still in the same settings or not. Yeah, it seemed like like if you're not paying attention to the teacher and she calls on you and you're just trying to come up with something that you yeah. were paying attention to what was going on. But AP is the man, and actually the last. A couple of times I've been on this wrap-up show, it's been when Aaron's been on. Oh, interesting. And I love talking about AP. Yeah, he's he's great. Well, what I, I want a uh, subject I want to touch on from that interview is Steve brought up uh, up his results from the first two rounds at Outdoors, and uh, here's what they had to say. Third overall in points. I did not have Aaron Plessinger third overall in points after two wow. rounds. No. That's great. That's awesome. You're just yeah. making a pile. I up uh, on dude. you, boys. Yeah, you really did. You really did. <laughs> I think once once we uh, get back on the or get over to the East Coast, I think it's going to be even better. Um, I usually struggle in uh, in Colorado. Yep. And actually, that or this this past weekend was my best finish ever overall. Usually, one of my one of my better races coming up is High Point, so right. I'm really really excited <laughs> for that one. So Christian's moving up, gear on front, Dylan's up front. I'm like. Dude, this team is gnarly. Like these guys are great. It's all it's working out, man. It's really working out for for this team and for all of you three guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh it's really really turned around since since last year and um you know, I think uh we're we're out to set a uh, a new standard for the blue bike. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mark, Steve likes that, man. All about the blue crew. Always oh, hyping yeah. the blue crew. He is he's high on the fact that uh Dylan and Christian and, and AP are killing it right now. Yeah, I'm I'm, su- I'm honestly surprised he hasn't worked that into uh, his his Blue Crew love more right um, over the last couple shows. But he sneaks it in there every once in a while. Oh, absolutely, Mason. I know you said you love AP on. Uh, I, he's just you can't listen to him and not like I just listening back to that audio for like the fifth time now. Uh, just a big smile come across my face. Just listen to him giggle and laugh and be excited. Uh, he, he's just one of the best interviews. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. I mean, even his podium interviews are good, and usually those are kind of stale. So he's an all-around good dude and can tell that he's well-liked in the pits. Yeah, what do you think of the uh, Bobby Regan stories that Steve asked him about? Oh, man, I was wish- hoping they got into some more. Those were great. Yeah, I feel like that could easily be like a, a podcast of its own. Let's get... You know, let's get uh, Jeremy on and, and get Cooper Webb on and get AP on and just get some Bobby Regan stories. 
That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Uh, Mark Cheyenne was very, very hyped on High Point. A lot of mentions. <laughs> we'll wait till High Point to see. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till High Point. Man, it got, I don't know how many times <laughs> it got brought up because you had enough ca- uh, enough counters for the night between right, Nets yeah. and White Claws, but that could have definitely been its own. Uh, and Cheyenne, he's not, he wasn't completely out on Eli yet, right? He's... Uh, he says he says he could go one one at high point, and uh, Steve wasn't completely on board with that. But let's listen. We got to have the Eli Tomac conversation. Um, holy Jesus! I, I don't What's know what's going on. There's I don't some, know. There's something going on we don't know about. It's got to be. How do you go from being that dominant to being? I mean, like I said, his his fastest lap was like almost six seconds off for Anderson's fast lap that second mode. That's got to be so hard going from like clearly the most dominant guy in the sport for the past what three or four years five years maybe and then just there's you know just consistently being a top 10 guy like there's something i hate shitting on people but yeah no we shit on people on this show it's fine fine. (laughs) do you think he's just over cowie dude i was gonna say that but i don't know dude no like that's what i mean i've heard that right but your like roxon left was leaving ktm and won and the championship. He's not mailing it in. Like, he's a champion. He's a winner. Like, oh, yeah. High point will it's answer tough. everything. <laughs> Cheyenne's a big high point guy. If he goes to high point and wins, let's say he goes 1-1. Dude, there's no chance. No. I'm not with you. I think it's already done. Tomac could literally win high point and then nope. or get 10th. Nope. No. I can't see it. So? I cannot see it. How are you going to rebound from that? Like, uh, He's had two bad races. He, he's won how many races? You can't completely cut him out. He's either lost a step, which happens. It happens to everybody at some point. Or he has backed off of the win-at-all-cost preparation that he was known for. I think it's one of those two things. I don't think it's fear because if it was fear, I've been scared. My last year of racing, I didn't want to be out there. I was really scared of hurting myself. Uh, Marks, I'm going to go to you first. Steve says, no way. How do you turn this around? I don't really agree with him, man. I think a guy of Eli Tomac's caliber – could easily turn it around, and this all of a sudden be like, "Well, we we've seen him start off bad, not this bad, but we've seen him have some weird things." And I mean, maybe he turns it around, and all of a sudden he finishes out undefeated. That, I mean, that's a stretch, but come on. Yeah, yeah, and it, I think the the thing is, is like even Supercross, I don't feel like was great. Like it, it, he just hasn't shown, you know, that beast mode, Eli. Uh, so I think to Steve's point is like until he shows something that that would allude to him actually turning it like the, in the process of turning it around. I think that's where Steve's just like, he's out, you know, yeah, but um, he said no chance. And I, I think that's a little much. Uh, well, I, I'm kind of on that bandwagon too. So, uh, all right. Maybe. Well, I knew I should have kicked maybe. you off tonight. <laughs> nice. I just, the way things have gone, I just don't see how he's going to go from that to going, you know, one, one, or even just winning the overall. I just don't, I just don't see it. Like, I think he needs to work on a, a solid ride and maybe shoot for the podium or even a top five because, like, he's not even close right now. You're right. I mean, you're right. I hate to say it, but uh, Mason. Yeah. J- Mason, with what JT said, like, uh, you know, there's a couple different things it could be. What, are, are, there could be an injury we don't know about. What do you, what do you think, man? It's hard to say. Um, I mean, there's kind of a lot of things going on with Eli with the new deal next year. Um, I know he just had another baby, so who knows what's going on. Um, he might not be in the best mental state after Supercross because, like Mark said, it wasn't exactly the best one either. Yeah, um, that's true. I definitely wouldn't want to be in his uh, frame of mind at the moment, that's for sure. 
I mean, look, it's it's really hard to beat factory riders when you're on a stock bike. It's it's just hard. He doesn't have these works parts. Oh boy, no. You know, oh boy. I, I mean, he's probably not even on a true 450. I bet they have him on like the, their their demo version of a 350 that Kawasaki is coming out with. Uh, three, yeah, 350 prototype. Yeah, I he doesn't that. know that. Of course, they would never tell him. But they're they're sabotaging him. We got a we got a YouTube comment today that uh, Cowie's sabotaging him because they don't want him to make any bonus money. So yeah. uh, that's straight from Disability <laughs> Island. Uh, my my producer TJ, who's not allowed in the Pulpmex Studios, had a little bit of a theory today, but we're, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, I would play this drop for him if he was on here right now. This year, though, you hit a net. Too many super. That's the wrong drop. Oops. Never mind. The board's. I have the board. <laughs> I have the board changed up. Here we go. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. There we go. That's for TJ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the Pulp Show. As we heard, uh, Cheyenne kind of made the comment, oh, he could go 1-1. Steve says, no chance. Steve brings this up to JT later, and JT just made a comment that made me laugh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this in there. Harmon mentioned Eli winning high point, and I just said... I mentioned it. Did yeah, say he was no, no, no. I, I know, but I just said oh, there was... <laughs> Oh, JT on pro day. Uh, quick-witted, Marks. Quick-witted. JT is always like that, man. He's, uh, yeah. whether you like his takes or not, like that's a whole different story, but there's no denying his wit. He's always got some, some quick little one-liners, and they always seem to to go, I don't know, unnoticed isn't the word, but I, I feel like they're a little underrated. At Under times. the radar um, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not quite like Randy Richardson level, but, man, it's, they're <laughs> they're solid. Yeah, JT's the man, Mason. How can you, you can't you can't not like JT? No, JT's awesome, and I've always really enjoyed his insight. It, yeah. He always seems to have a level a level head, unbiased, but just what his observations are. I've, I've always kind of, I guess, related to the way he speaks and what he talks about. I've always really enjoyed listening to JT. Yeah, I'm going a little off script here for what are in my notes, but give me percent pie, Mason, on JT being right versus Steve. And I didn't give you any warning for this, so just off the top of your head, I'm going to go 60-40 JT. I was going to say 60-40 JT only because Steve is biased towards AMART, so that <laughs> takes a good percentage of that 10% JT is in favor of. Um, so I agree with your 60-40. I think Steve, uh, Mark, sometimes does things for show content that maybe he's not quite as – on board with his opinions sometimes his his really out there opinions as he appears to be yeah it's a tough uh it's a tough thing because i think you are uh you know i think you're right on that um so i think it's tough to determine where steve draws the line on how much he actually wants to be right versus yeah. uh versus actually doing it for entertainment because you know there's there's got to be a line there somewhere right where he's just like i, I don't want to be wrong on this uh, and maybe it just depends on the topic, but it's an interesting thought for sure. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit, Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. 
All right, there were a couple topics that were much repeated, Marks. We sort of touched on it, uh, you know, Monday night. Uh, we touched on the counters. Uh, does anything stand out to you, Marks, that was repeated a lot? Um, repeated on the show? Yeah, any any particular topic that Steve just kept bringing up. Uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? I don't know, because I, I, I thought I, I set you up with a softball. Well, here, let me let me give you a reminder. This year, though, you hit a net. Too many Supercross oh, Hero from this year, net. hitting the net while leading. Oh, yeah, remember when he went into my net? Thing. Do you remember when Carnell went into the net while he was leading? <laughs> hey, do you remember when Carnell went into the net? Yeah, that was good stuff. AP, the mm-hmm. net. So, Carnell, my net <laughs> saved your life because Carnell was going to land on your head. I heard you went into a net. Does that remind you of it now? I think I think there was something about a net. A net, yeah, Mason. Do you know anything uh, about a net? Do you remember hear anything about a net? I, I feel like it was, I, th- I feel like it was important. Yeah, did someone hit one, or did someone get saved by one? Yeah, I think it, I think Blake Baggett a couple years ago, maybe. Yeah, that must be Spider Man. Spider Man Baggett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I I love that though. That's <laughs> Steve. Look, man, I love Steve. I obviously this this is one of the many reasons I love the show, Mason, but. Boy, Steve loves to promote the things that are about him. Yeah, I mean, he's been talking about nets for years and years, and every time a rider hits one, he just cannot seem to get off of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so, oh, God, it's cracking me up. Like, I probably was an hour and a half in, Marks, when I was like, damn it, I wish I had started, like, I wish I had known that this was good to start counting. And like, it was not, I didn't have all of them in my notes. So I had to rely on some of the listeners like Steve Hall and Nick still who helped me with notes. I was like, dude, if you have all these timestamps, I need them. Cause, uh, I, I feel like that's classic Steve. Yeah. That, that, I like, I like stuff like that that goes on in the show. It's not yeah. you know, like the re the reoccurring jokes, the inside jokes. I think that's what makes, I think that's what makes it a show, you know, as opposed to like a podcast that makes it a show. Um, and I think, and to your point, I didn't start the, the net counter, the net mentions counter on YouTube until we were a few in either, I don't think, right? Cause Correct. Otherwise, you can go back and kind of, sometimes what I do is go back and like look for things as I'm scrolling through the video for things to pop up on the screen if I, don't, if I didn't note them down. Uh-huh. But you can't, can't even do that because, yeah, we didn't even start the counter. But once we realized that it was going to be a, a reoccurring thing yeah we, we we popped that thing up there yeah dude i gotta give you props and i, I bet mason would too if uh, you mason I, I know i've asked you this before you don't really watch on youtube though right um i do sometimes if i have the time i will or I'll, uh, different segments i'll try to check in on but usually i don't have the time especially not live well you're you're missing out things like this count the, the white claw counter uh that and some other things that came later on in the show that marks does so fast like you you know, it's he's adding these graphics and these little things that Steve doesn't even necessarily know are going on. But if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you get to see this stuff. And, and even if you listen to archives, you don't get to you don't get to see it. You're missing out on a major part of the show. So, Marks, I'm giving you props before I tear you down here in a little while. Well, I, I'll take that. I appreciate it. I'm glad it it doesn't go unnoticed because you know, some of that stuff is is tough to do. Um, and I'm kind of limited on screen space you know, especially with how many different things I have on my two screen, my three screens, I guess. But yeah. Um, you know, if I had some more, I might be able to do things a little quicker, but I'm glad it, uh, I'm glad it doesn't go unnoticed. And I, and I hope that people, even if you're like a normal 
uh, archive audio li- listener and you something sounds like it's funny, I hope that some people every once in a while at least go to YouTube and look up like the timestamp or because a lot of times it's even more funny when you when you see it. Um, yeah, absolutely. You see, the, you see the facial expressions. You see the, them cracking up. Um, stuff like Vietnam Vic, <laughs> stuff like Logan and Cheyenne just busting up at different things throughout the show. Uh, stuff like that it really adds to it. So even if you can't watch the whole thing, I really I really hope and encourage people will that uh, they'll at least go check out clips of it. So yeah, the cool. Oh, th- oh, that's my that's my plug. Yeah, well, the cool thing is now, and I don't remember, I don't know when you started this. It's been a few months, I would say, but you're you're breaking those cl- the the whole show into little video clips and posting those. So if you want to go back and see just a small segment. You can do that too. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, ever since we started doing the YouTube thing, um, we had always done the interviews. I had always clipped the interviews from the, right. the very beginning. Um, and normally I would clip like little one minute things and post them on Instagram. Um, and then I kind of transitioned into like, I would do tits first tits that would go up on YouTube. And, and then I, yeah, I started doing like, if, if something sounded like something was, was interesting and it might catch on on YouTube. Yeah. I, I started clipping that stuff and, I think it's been good. It's you know, obviously, like Mason said, not everyone can sit down and watch the whole thing. Um, but if I, I if something happens, I think it's interesting or funny, and and people would enjoy watching it. Yeah, I don't have a problem clipping those and, and putting them on YouTube for people to see a little easier. Yeah, Mason, do you wonder ever? This is the last compliment for Marks. Do you wonder how? No, keep going, please. Do you wonder how the show ever got done or posted before Marks? Um, I do, but a big part of that is because I really haven't listened to too much. Um, pretty much since I've been listening, it's always been marks. Oh, okay. And yeah. yeah. And I always wanted more marks. I'll give marks a compliment too. It always (laughs) seemed like he had something witty to say every time he came on or every time he said something, I always found myself laughing, laughing. So I always wanted more marks. And it seems like with this new director role, uh, we're getting a little bit more marks. So I do like it. Well, Sweet. yeah, I mean, Thank I don't, you, Mason. you ought to go back and listen to the some of the guts before, before Mark's cause it was stellar. I'll check it, it out. Stellar. <laughs> <laughs> All what, right, do you mean, what do you mean about how it, how it was posted before I was around? M- me? Yeah. You said it like how the show got posted. Before like, I don't know I how the show be- even got done and posted up oh, period because yeah, yeah, yeah. Without your expertise, you no, know, I can't say it because I said I was no more compliments. Nah. That's what I meant, though. Yeah, like I don't know how Steve. I don't know how Steve did anything without your help. Is basically what I was saying. Nah, Swisscore was around, and he's oh you know, yeah, he's pretty capable. He's yeah. pretty capable. I got to give him give him some credit. He he held it down before I was around. I just came in and and I would like to think uh, made things a little better and easier for everybody. So yeah, you're right about Swizz. He he's helped me out numerous times. Um, all right, Rockstar Husky rider Jalik Swole called in. He talked about uh, his outdoor start, discussed his recent shoulder injury. But what I want to talk about is the situation that they called a beef, but I call just being rude. He rode really well uh, all day long, and I'm glad to um, get him on the phone to uh, settle our beef, I guess. Jalik Swole, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, dude? I'm happy that uh, you know you you invite me. I know you uh, beef with me pretty hard, so yeah, yeah, big big beef. Uh, 
this is what these kids are doing. So I went on a mountain bike ride with Carnell and Cheyenne Harmon here today, and uh, we get done mountain biking, uh, Jalik, and they're just immediately on their phones, right? Because that's what that's what you mm-hmm. guys do. And so yeah. you know, you had your well, phone. So what do you mean, you guys? Why am I thrown in that category? Because our beef is that you Instagram DM me and I didn't respond, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I did. I DM them and I told them. I'd, I was like, I was like, oh, Sam, we should we should do another uh, another podcast. Call. Yeah, another podcast. Yeah, and he ghosted yeah, and he you. Just, yeah, he just ghosted me. Didn't wow. say shit back to me. Nothing. Right. He just left me on scene, and then and then he was all buddy buddy with me at Thunder Valley. Yeah. Oh, you ready? And you didn't reply. Yeah, oh, reply. wow. That's shitty. Then listen, kids. DM Instagram is not a professional way to go about business, okay? Well, he didn't have no other way to get a hold of He's you. He's got my yeah. number. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Then that's a game yeah. changer. But if he didn't no, have your no, number. No. So that, well, actually, he said I DM'd you. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't think I got it, I said. Because I'm old. And I don't realize that it says scene. <laughs> and then he pulls yeah. it out. Yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> you saw it. Julie's yeah. like, no, no, no. I've had to deal with that. It said scene. Before. Like, no. And I'm like, I like really had nothing it. after that. That's after. fair. I'm with you, Julie, on that one. That's pretty shitty. Yeah, I know. He's just <laughs> capping on me. He knows he's seen that shit. I know, I know. But listen, let's focus on the positives here. And that's your yeah. Lakewood ride. Nice work. You got to mm-hmm. be stoked on that. All right, Mason. Uh, I'm I'm same age as Steve, so I'm the old guy. Remind me how old you are. I am 27. 27. Mark's how old are you? 30, uh, three, 33. I had to think about that. Yeah, so, so we got a, a, a small <laughs> range of ages, and then of course Logan and Cheyenne are the younger guys. Uh, I'm on, dude. That's kind of dirty, man. How, how does Steve Mason not know that it says scene? Come on, you got to reply, man. And now Steve says it's unprofessional, but. I mean, this isn't a Fortune 500 company, man. We don't have to be suits and ties and all that proper. He just, he just, he blew him off. Yeah, if Steve's going to promote this janky type show, he's got to accept, you know, janky type ways of going about it. Um, so I'm definitely on Jalik's side on this one. But I don't know that it's that janky, man. I mean, Instagram, Twitter, that's pretty major form of communication anymore. Whether you, whether you want to call it professor or not. That's a lot of how we interact now. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I mean, with like the Seal Savers account, I mean, I've taken orders through Instagram. So nice. um, you definitely have to respond to people, especially at Steve's level, two writers who are asking to come on his show. Um, and he's got connections, obviously, with the uh, fairies. So you would think that he'd get back to him. I would think so. Marks, I mean, look, I, I mean, not, obviously, it's not a real beef. It's entertaining. Uh, Jalik's a cool kid. I, I've really grown to respect this kid a lot after he's been on Pulp, I think, three times this year so far. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Steve Steve kind of – Steve did Steve did him a little dirty. Yeah. I, I think he should have uh, – I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he did see it and, you know, just didn't check to see who it is. I can't imagine how many – how many DMs he gets? Yeah, he um, never yeah. has responded to me on a DM on Instagram ever. Yeah, that's probably not surprising. I don't think he's great with DMs. I'm I I'm not great with responding to DMs either. Uh, but yeah, he should be able to tell that it's uh, Jalik, and he should be able to see it and respond. Uh, so no excuses for that one. I don't think. Nah, no excuses. But again, good good content for us. We got to you know have some entertainment out of it. Because as I've said before, like I don't need just all the serious stuff, like the shoulder inj- injuries talk and talking about the season. That's fun and all, or that's cool and all. But this stuff, talking about the beef or talking about stuff like we're going to talk about with Phil coming up, that's the entertainment stuff. I, I want that. I want. I want the. I want the entertainment over the news. Yeah, I mean, dude, look at look at uh, 
Look at the way Jalik was like just going after him, wasn't holding back. Um, you know, giving him a good ribbing. Uh, he, he, he doesn't get that much, and, and from someone kind of younger like Jalik, I thought it was really, really cool, really funny, uh, entertaining to to see someone give him a, a hard time. Yeah, and, and not not pull punches at all. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to. Hey, if you guys are still listening, if you're still on board, hopefully you are. Uh, there's a little bit of a sound quality issue, I think, and I believe it's my Wi-Fi. With I've got Marks on FaceTime, so I, I apologize for any any. Uh, it's scrambled just a little bit, Marks, but I think that's on my end. Um, but back to Jalik, yeah, I, that was something that I kind of thought too, listening to him. And again, he's. I want to say he was on. I think maybe he was on when Steve was in Houston at uh, when we were on on location, and Timmy was in studio. I feel like Jalik might have been on that night, and Jalik was busting balls with Steve and busting balls with Timmy. It might have been a different time, but uh, Jalik definitely has a personality that, if he continues to do well and sticks around in the sport, I think a lot of people are going to become a fan of his as they get to know him because of the personality. He is definitely the opposite of like an Eli Tomac or a Justin Cooper. Marks. Yeah, I. I- I, th- I think you're right. I think it was that show uh, when when Red Dog was in. That sounds that sounds right to me because uh, Little Red Dog was there, right? Yeah, yes, they um, were both there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it is. It's cool to see. It's cool to to get that personality. Like you said, some of the the bigger bigger writers don't necessarily open up quite like that. Um, so it's cool to see, and it, it does seem just like he's like a cool kid. Um, I would like to point out. I feel like he was playing video games again. Uh, I thought I heard some thumb, some some thumb clicks going on. Oh but, uh, yeah, maybe. Not as obvious as the first time he was on the show because that <laughs> he was that time. That time you could hear him. Yeah, you could hear him really bad. But uh, not not that I'm going to give him too much crap for that. Right. But it's just it's just funny. You know, and I'm I'm taking that back. I don't think Evan was there when Timmy came in in Houston. I was there, and I'm trying to remember because there were so many people there. But I think it was just Timmy. I don't know that Evan was there for that whole man. Well, uh, it might be a different show. Yeah. But I feel like they were. I yeah. feel like I see the well, I can see the picture in my well, head. Anybody that knows me knows that my memory, my short term memory, sucks. Yeah, I feel that. So, um, all right. So another rock star, Husky rider, Mason, and friend of the show, Zach Osborne, was a topic of discussion real early in the show. Obviously, at Thunder Valley, his back issue flared up that Steve had kind of hinted at. And discuss in uh, previous shows, and here's some of what they talked about Monday. All right, JT. Uh, I guess let's go over this first. Hard to see how fly racing Zach Osborne continues racing, right? Man, I don't know. I oh boy. I want to say that he could wind back up at Mount Morris. I mean, he. You know, the tough thing with the back is. He's the only one that can feel how much pain he's in, you know? Who's to say that this week it won't go back to feeling fine again? He needs but, to ride but, Supercross. He needs to be ready for Supercross. Yeah. So just yeah. get that fixed, well, Zacho. If you suffer through and then you're just in it's still in a bad spot going into 2022, what are you really accomplishing? Thank you. You know, he's defending his championship. Like, I would much more than I ever I would care about professionally. Um, I just would like to see him out there on a personal level. Like I, I, that has to be something he was really looking forward to. Is to get this thing fixed and get the get the surgery. Uh, you know, he's got a herniated disc and fix that and come back for Supercross because he could easily come back, be fine at High Point, be fine at Redbud, and then be screwed at Southwick and just put his recovery further, further back. Is this something that is just never going to get fully recovered and fully healed without you know, surgery? Uh, no, 
Like all backs, it could, yeah, with a lot of rehab and stretching. Is this a procedure where it's pretty much guaranteed to alleviate the problem, or yes. is it like, well, maybe it'll be better? No, 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 yeah, it will be, yeah. We, you know, we have his back as a person, and he needs to do what's best for him and his career long-term. Mason, a tough a tough situation for Zacho, you know, and I kind of I kind of agree with Steve at this point if he if it's really something that's going to continue to bother him, just get the surgery, get prepared for Supercross. I, I definitely understand wanting to defend your championship, but it's it's not going well already. I think those hopes are over. Just yeah, I think it's time to move on. I think Steve is right. Yeah, it's tough to say because, like everyone says, like you don't know exactly how he's feeling. And if he's feeling good enough, I mean, like they were kind of talking about with Eli later on in the show, I mean, there's a ton of money to be made um, by doing well at these races and obviously winning the championship. But um, it's definitely a tough call for that team and for for Zach, obviously. But something kind of going back to touching on JT, um, I thought it was really cool hearing him say that they support Zach as a person, not just as a rider, and they want what's best for him, whether that's on or off the off the track so that was really cool to hear too yeah fly racing is the best man i i I just can't say enough good stuff about those guys uh marks any thoughts on that on the uh zacco stuff yeah i mean it's just kind of a bummer um he obviously missed a lot a lot of races already and and was hoping to come back strong uh, and defend that defend that title run that number one probably as long as he could but uh, it's just probably not going to work out. And it's, it's a bummer because uh, I think most people really like Zach. So, yeah, I think everyone wants the best for him. Uh, and obviously the racing is better with him too. So it'll be a, it'll be a bummer for everybody. Yeah, I, I don't know any – well, I know of one person that doesn't seem to like Zach Osborne, and I'm not going to mention <laughs> that person. But, yeah, he's a yeah, good dude. Um, and, yeah, I'm not just not a great 2021, unfortunately. But – we know he'll be back bigger, stronger. Uh, he, he's got the heart of a champion, man. He, he's a bad dude. So go get some surgery. Zacho, call it. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. I placed an order last night, Marks, and I want to bring up, last week, had the guys in from Motorsport, and Steve mentioned the people wanting a discount code, and I'm fairly certain if you go to pulpmexshow.com or pulpmex.com and click on the Motosport, um, what is that, an emoji, the, the, the 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 logo, it takes yeah, you to logo. it takes you to Motorsport, and I think they automatically add in a discount for going through that link. I'm not positive. Go ahead. I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I think it depends on what you purchase. Okay, they, they work. They work closely, and I think are continuing to work closely with actual Pulpamex show sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do go through that link and they happen to have a deal with one of our show sponsors, yeah, that you'll get a discount. Um, that, that page that you go to, uh, I, they actually have a dedicated page. It's motosport.com slash pulp And usually they list those deals and stuff on there. Okay. Um, so that's, I, I don't know. I feel like we don't mention that enough. Um, you know, I, I know it comes up every once in a while, but we should probably do a better job of it. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think it just it, it, it's a revolving door um, of of different discounts for different products 
just just uh, with our our show sponsors. It doesn't apply to everything. I don't think. Okay. Well, uh, still at least that information's out there a little bit more because I don't I, like you said. I don't think all the listeners know that at least there's some options there. But with yeah. motorsport.com, we got the motorsport.com filthy fill check in. Uh, Mason, Phil Talk is the best. I am so freaking ecstatic that he has to do this every week. Uh, incredible content. Like he had a big crash at the start of Moto One at Thunder Valley. Uh, let's let's hear what his mood was. Uh, go. What's up, Phil? Oi, what's going on? <laughs> uh, oh, I tell you, it's gotten to the point where I'm looking at a ten foot metal pole thunderstorm clouds rolling in and a cow pasture right out front and i'm about to go stand out in the middle <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't really have much to say i'm really regretting my motorsport contract right now because i don't want to talk yeah i just don't want to fucking talk to anybody, <laughs> anybody. it's funny i actually just hung up a coop and I talked to him and he was kind of you know a little down in the dumps and i'm like dude don't even fucking cry the blues to me right now <laughs> sure shit i never talked to the kid before in my life and he's starting next to me and then obviously i'm fucking weeding it with him like i said i, I didn't right. want to talk to anybody really especially yesterday or really today yeah so. i saw that yeah yeah i don't know i don't really have much else to say steve it's, it's a bummer i well, laughed okay. i didn't watch any of the motos as soon as i as soon as i was okay i got right. the fuck out of there at the moment i just want to quit God, yeah, so, sorry, Steve. I don't. I don't right. have a lot for you today. I know. Dude. I know. I, I, like I said, I, I I wanted your anger and depression on the show, but only from like bad results, not hurting yourself. Uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Good luck. Yeah. No worries. See you, boys. Have All a right, good see one. See you. Yep. Yeah. Well, Mason, I, I get the feeling that Filthy doesn't really want to talk. Yeah, it sounds that way, doesn't it? <laughs> for a guy that doesn't want to talk, he he gave us a lot of content. Yeah, he did. He always does. Yeah, he's the. Oh, he's so great on air. Yeah, he, he is for sure. And what exactly was the extent of his injury? I, I don't know if I missed it during the show, or or is he going to be back at high point? Uh, rotator cuff. I don't know if it was officially torn, but he definitely hurt his rotator cuff. That, gotcha, okay. Right, is that right, Mark? See, I don't think he mentioned anything else. I think that was mainly it. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, and maybe hit it. Did he hit his head, maybe? Yeah, I think he did, but like, I don't think there's you know, no concussion or anything. Right, yeah, but he's 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 banged up. Yeah, it's just not a good start for him. But I mean, would we really, Mason, expect it to go any different? Uh, I, I we yes hope it no. would. Yeah, you hope you all, of course you hope it does, but I don't think that it would have been as much content to uh, to pulp if it would have gone well. Dude, like him him being on the phone live and Mertz, his agent calling him, he's like, "Fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Talk about a uh, marks high on oxy. Just, just oh my god, it's endless with him. Like, there's never a dull moment talking to Phil. No, uh, and and for someone that said how many times that he didn't really have much to say or didn't really want to talk, he was on the phone for like a half hour. Yeah, yeah, you oh know, yeah. Like, always, he's always always got something to say, uh, whether it's about a mark or the crash, but it's. It's funny. Poor yeah. Phil. If I, I anything think, uh, embodies bad luck, Phil, it's, yeah. it's that. I think Steve would have like let him off the hook probably 10, 15 minutes in, but it just they kept going. And, and then how about like the, the stories, right? We had a story from Logan and a story from Cheyenne on him. Um, Cheyenne's was the best about being at Walton and some kid roosting, roosting Phil going down the, the water lane 
and just fucking feels like ah it's so i'm like just cracking it right now and of course logan talked about blowing out a berm at club and him getting mad uh, again a whole podcast could be told on phil stories i think you know what's funny is the the when steve like imitates phil mm-hmm. it, it sounds so out there right like it, it just seems so exaggerated Cartoony. but it comes on yeah, and then Phil comes on. That's exactly how he sounds. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a <laughs> he's a cartoon character, man. But that's how he is. Um, I um just, just one more quick thing. I, the yeah. other when he was on last week, I think or was it the week? I think it was last week. Uh-huh. Um, I was I was looking for something in the show. Uh, I think for Steve or Swiss or something. So I had it on <clears throat> two times speed. If you listen to two times speed uh, when Phil's on, he sounds very upbeat. No, like no matter what he's saying, you know, I, I, everyone should go try that because it, it, you know, it ups the pitch of his voice a little bit and just makes him sound like he's just chipper as can be. And then with the things he's saying, it's hilarious. So I, you got to go try it. Well, there you go, everybody. Go back and listen to the Phil interviews at two times speed. I like it. Mason, let's do that afterwards. All right, let's do it. Well, speaking of Phil, before we get off that subject, uh, contest at pulpmix.com or Steve said DM, DM him. Uh, but you get a chance to, we, we know that Steve doesn't really answer his DMs though, right? So I would go contest at pulpmexshow.com for a chance to win a signed set of FXR jersey, uh, Phil Nicoletti jersey and pants. Uh, that's cool, man. I mean, that's a really, Mason, that's something I would love to have in my studio. Yeah, that would be really cool. And even if he does give away his ripped gear, no one's going to have that. So that would be even cooler. Nice point. And you know what? And I just realized, I mentioned a minute ago, I made a purchase at, Fuck at motorsport today. I'm, I'm emailing that shit in marks. Uh, Heather Kiefer might have something to say about that, but we'll see. Well, there's no we'll reason see. for Heather to know about it. That's, <laughs> I mean, that'd be just like you to probably go let her know. I mean, trying to bring you <laughs> down, always trying to bring me down. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wouldn't, I'll text her during a contest or something. I, I just want, I would love for Steve to have to like draw my name for any contest just once just to hear his reaction. I don't think it's his re- well, his reaction would probably be great too. But can yeah. you imagine uh, everyone else's reaction? Yeah, absolutely. Would get, I, I would not would accept. Bombarded. Yeah, I would not accept the the winnings. It would just be entertaining. But anyway, speaking after- of, um, can I can I inject one thing right there? Yeah. Uh, talking about the DMs. Yeah. Uh, remember, because Steve said he didn't reply to to Swole's. And then with the contest, he was like, send a picture in my DM. And I made a joke, like, why? So you cannot see it. Yes, you did. And, and, and he was like, huh? And I was like, oh, never. Like, literally nobody in studio got it. And I was, I was so bummed. So I, I do remember you saying that, though, now that you say it. Uh, um, yeah, that, I, I remember hearing it. I laughed. So I'm patting myself on the back for that one. But, yeah, no, it, it, it seems to go totally unnoticed. Well, I think by that, I don't know how late in the show that was. But, man, the, the White Claws were, at some point, the White Claws started to kick in. And it was getting a little rambunctious. Steve got a little frustrated. A little Steve got, yeah. had to shut it down a couple of times. So maybe maybe that was why. There was there was a lot of talking over each other um, with Cheyenne and Logan, mainly Cheyenne. He he once he had a few in him, he he was so had some outbursts. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe that's uh, what it was. Uh, yeah, maybe. Anyway, after two rounds. Guys, there's there's always a lot of things to talk about. Uh, four fifty class has been bizarre. Amart, Jmart, McAdoo, Jason Anderson, all hurt. Eli Tomac, Austin Forkner, been disappointment. So let's start with this. 
it's fucking bizarro world at the Nationals right now. Dude, you're seeing like a whole different group of people like yeah. up at the front. Outside of Roxon. Yeah. 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 Now it's just a bunch of guys that were like the five to ten guys in Supercross are now the one to five guys in, in, out, in outdoors. It, it's bizarre. I mean, it's I don't cool want- to watch. What? I love it. Yeah. I love watching because you don't know. So, Mason, this look, this has been a really good year for racing, in my opinion. Uh, Supercross was fantastic. Yeah, so far, Kenny and Dylan seem like the two best guys outdoors, but it has kind of flip-flopped with the guys that you kind of expected to win other than Kenny, like he said, and, and then just other guys doing really well. Like, Christian's looking good. Uh, AP's doing better than, you know, maybe a lot of people expected, like, the bizarre world that Steve mentioned is making it awesome for us as fans. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited for, I was super excited coming into this season. So excited to see what happens at high point on bum. We have to take a week off. Um, but the racing is just so good right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already know what's going to happen at high point. Eli's going to go one, one. Yeah. We're going to find out a lot. <laughs> won't we? Yeah. I don't actually believe that. So no hate comms. Uh, Marks. Yeah. What do you think about the, it, it is a, it is a very bizarre season. Even the supercross, there was a lot of bizarre stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously Cooper and Kenny were the two favorites there too, but just man, overall the racing has been a much more even throughout the top 10 or 15, 12. Yeah. And it shakes up a lot. And I think that, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if, if anybody would have guessed the top five at either of the first two races. I'm sure uh, the, the amount of people that would have gotten it 100% right would be very low, uh, which I think is, is good for us fans. Um, yeah. You know, I, and I think that's, yeah, that's what we want, right? You want that parody. You want it to be exciting and entertaining. You, you know, you got rocks and uh, not playing possum uh, and, <laughs> and then coming out and winning three out of four motos. Um, you got Ferrandis who, you know, had a, a, a pretty decent supercross in, you know, crushing outdoors, plus is up his game. And then, and then you got the supercross champ in Tomac in ninth and 10th and 11th. like, it's just wild dude. And it's, it's cool. Um, less weeks off is what we need, but let's, let's quit with these off weekends. Cause I don't really know what to do with myself on these <laughs> off weekends, but, uh, no, it's been cool. Yeah. Well, and, and with that, with everything that we just talked about, it brings, we go to listen to pulp on Monday nights or the fly moto 60 show or the race reviews or whatever we're listening to under pulp nation. Uh, it's, it's different content. It's not just, well, Eli won again, he ran away with it. What's anybody going to do? Or, uh, you know, or, or Marvin Muskan's third Kenny rocks. It's not the same story anymore. We're getting all these new stories and new stuff for them to talk about and new questions like what's going on with Eli and, and what's going on with Austin Forkner. We're going to touch on that in a second, but it just brings, it, it brings more to the platform for pulp to talk about, uh, Mason. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's, it's just exciting. It's, yeah, it's exciting to definitely. watch. It's exciting to listen to. Um, I mean, Sunday morning, I could not wait to listen to the review show. Yeah. I, I, I and that has become my favorite show, uh, other than this particular week because of the way my weekend went, I barely even wanted to watch the race, but yeah, I definitely, I can't hardly go to work on Monday without listening to the review show. Uh, I got to get that thing in. So I agree with you. And I mentioned a minute ago, we, we talked about, we listened to Eli audio already, but I mentioned the disappointment of Austin Forkner. I want to listen to what they had to say uh, so we can talk about just a couple things. It's fucking bizarro world at the Nationals right now. Dude, you see? Nope, I screwed up again. I'm not even going to cut that out. Uh, JP, yeah, Austin Forkner, uh, certainly a disappointment. 
I heard from somebody that he was like, I got to get some blood work done. <laughs> Something's wrong with me. Uh, you, you almost hope something is wrong with him because that was a, it's going to be a long summer if not. I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like what we saw from Austin Forkner at Lakewood, like something has to be wrong. It's such a weird thing to say you hope something's wrong with him. Yes. But if he, if he checks out and everything's fine, uh, yeah, that's not a good look, man. Like to me as a racer, there's one thing you can control and that is your fitness. You know, it's, it's racing. Things happen. Bikes break, crashes happen. But fitness should never be something that you are lacking, especially if you're one of the highest paid factory riders in your class. I mean, he was really, really far off anything that would be uh, respectable for, for what we expect. Right? He, he should be on the podium. That, that's my expectation for him. Uh, Mason, I'm going to go to you first because I sort of talked about the disappointment with Eli with Mark's a little while ago. Um, and JT made a really good point about fitness, but I still feel like, okay, we're only two rounds in. Yes. He looked way off the pace of where we expected, but let's give him like, kind of like Cheyenne said, let's go one more. Let's give him one more. Let's get East. Maybe things flip flop. Maybe, maybe we just all of a sudden we're like, okay, it was just two bad races. It's, it's so early. Yeah, it is early. And I mean, we'll find out everything at high point. Apparently, apparently, um, yeah, but yeah, it is disappointing to see Forkner's, you know, fitness is off because he's so fast and he's exciting to watch. And it does seem like he's kind of one of those fast till he crashes kind of a guy, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it, we haven't really seen too much of that speed yet. No, we haven't. And that, that is, if I'm being honest, that is a little worrisome because when I think the, I think it was Paula, he got a really bad start. Oh, he crashed. He crashed at the start of the first moto. Uh, he got tangled up with somebody and he came through the pack fairly well, but the bike was bent up, the jersey was ripped, and then I think he got a bad start in Moto Two, and I was like, "All right, well, he's coming through the pack," and he did a little bit, but not like I expected. So I, I sort of see where they're coming from, Marks, but I still, I just, I want one more, man. I just, I don't, I'm not ready to be have total disappointment in him or Eli yet. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, it, it, you're you're right to be worried. I think everyone would say that's fair. Uh, I, I think they would also say it's fair if you want to give them one more. But I think after one more, I mean, you're, you're 25% through this series after one more. That's three out of 12, right? So mm-hmm. I think at that point, if nothing good has math. improved, yeah, if nothing has, yeah, thank you. If nothing has improved, if nothing has shown signs of improvement, I think uh, I think you definitely have to worry then uh, if you're not already. So I, I think I think it's fair to say both. Uh, you know, both ways is fine. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Steve was serious about the comment about him needing to go get blood work, him saying that, or somebody on the team saying that. But JT's point of if you go get checked out and nothing's wrong and this continues, then there's something to worry about. I mean, I definitely think that Mitch has got to be pulling his hair out, uh, Marks. Yeah. I mean, and that comes up, you know, like when I don't know if you guys remember on the the review show when Steve said he went to interview Mitch and he was just like, eh, yeah, He's like, yeah. we'll just talk about the one guy. We'll just, Joe, you know, let's talk about uh, Joe. Uh, yeah. Talking about Joe. Uh, I'm sure Mitch is, is not, not having a great time. And I can't imagine he will be unless something drastically changes. Poor but, Mitch, uh, man, it's been a long time. Seems like since anything really good has happened for like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just about the blood work thing. I mean, they kind of, they kind of had that same thing with Roxon. Remember when Roxon was having like health issues, and he's saying, 
And and JT kind of said the same thing then too. Like uh, mm-hmm. if he goes and gets checked and, and everything comes back okay, you know, kind of same scenario. Like you do you is that more worrisome? You know, kind of kind of the same situation. So so from what I gather, yeah, uh, the blood work thing was was real. Um, so who knows what will happen with that? Yeah, um, Mason, tell us about Seal Savers. Well, since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry, starting with our original fork seal savers. Since then, we've revolutionized fork seal protection with our zip-on seal savers, making installation a breeze. Uh, we've got a full line of products for motorcycles. We've got a couple products for ATVs and UTVs with our CV savers and coil savers. So check us out at sealsavers.com and enter the code PULP25 for 25% off. Dude, uh, great read. And the UTV stuff, I, I have to assume that's probably just your, your, that market is killing it right now, I would think. Because where I live out here in East Texas, man, UTVs are just, they're all the rage. Yeah, um, definitely a big part of our business for sure. Um, it's really grown, I'd say, in the last couple of years. We went through a couple of different product, or excuse me, uh, we went through a couple of different uh, material changes. And the stuff that we've got now is really, really good stuff. It's called Flex Power. It's extremely durable. It's like one notch below Kevlar, but there's a little bit of stretch in it. So it, you know, really keeps your shocks protected from um, getting your shock shaft pitted. Uh, we've, our CV savers are a double layer of CV, uh, sorry a double layer of protection over the CV boot. So that hard rubber boots pretty fragile with, you know, rocks and stuff hitting it. So you can use them as a double layer of protection, or if you put a hole in one or rip one off, you can use it as a backup or a bandaid. So we've got some cool little products for, um, UTVs, um, ATVs, pretty much anything with four wheels. So definitely a big part of our business now. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on board with the wrap up show. Uh, means a lot to me. Uh, all right, let's have some fun now. Um, Marks during the X brand tear off, and after about a, a eight count on White Claws, each uh, Cheyenne is starting to feel. I, I feel like he was starting to feel the effects. He's getting a little emotional over some things. He's getting a little fired up over some things, and uh, we kind of learn a little. He he tells us a little something about himself. Yeah, I was wearing them Thursday, and I can two step. You can so, two step and half step. He can't dance worth a shit. You're, you haven't seen me at a country bar. <laughs> He's I can actually dance. pissed. Dude, I can fucking dance. Yeah, you can. You want to dance right now? I will show you how to country yeah, dance. Let's see. Please Stand do. up. Marks, I'm fucking laughing so hard right now. I have tears rolling down my eyes. I felt like he was like like a, a, a ten year old boy. I can't too hit it over the fence. I can't too come outside. Let me see. Let me show you. I can't too. Like he was so like butthurt that Logan said he can't dance. I, I don't, I don't, I think you're almost not the only one uh, with tears running down their eyes because I, I thought for a minute he might start choking up because he was so, so upset. Uh, I'll show you right now. But, yeah. Like, uh, and I was, I was really hoping they would get up and start dancing on the camera. How great. Obviously great. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. But, Mason, uh, but how no fun. I'm losing my voice. I can't get my shit together. Mason, how fucking, I can't, fucking, oh boy, my voice <laughs> keeps breaking how great would it be, Mason, if he had stood up and started two-stepping by himself? Because there's not a chance in hell Steve's playing any country music. No, that would have been amazing. That would have been incredible, and I would have absolutely gone back and watched that clip. Oh, yeah, great. Well, and on top of that, Marks, later we learn that he's really, really upset with Carno. Carnow. 
about the Cancun trip. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into all the details of what they talked about because if you guys are listening to this and haven't listened to the Pulp Show, you just got to go back. But, I mean, I, I wrote in my notes, if it's kind of like uh, like Cheyenne is a little in love with Logan almost. <laughs> It would it would come across that way a little bit, right? Just the way they were talking, and he sounded like a sounded like an upset. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's right. like a, a like female an upset chick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, maybe that's just maybe that's just how much he wants to be included. In, well, but, uh, I like I like to you know kind of rub it in the Cancun thing for the rest of the show. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and I love I love Cheyenne, I love Logan, but uh, Mason, it, it was really funny because. May, uh, Cheyenne was like, we talked about it all year. Yeah, it, there was a whole lot of emotion there. And it was funny how the pendulum kind of swung from everyone being on favor of uh, Carnow. And then by the end of the story, everyone was like, yeah, he, he messed up and took Cheyenne's side. Yeah, yeah, it definitely switched back and forth. So if you guys haven't checked it out, I don't know what the hell you're waiting on. Got to go listen. Uh, all right, so we've got a few more things to talk about. You guys, I, I say pretty much every week that my favorite segment of the show is the Race Tech Rant. Use Pulp Code 21 to save. And this week, Mason, the uh, it almost didn't happen because they had touched on a subject early in the show that was going to be the rant, but it ended up being an absolutely epic rant. Now, I'm going to give everybody a warning. I told you guys off air. Usually, I try to cut these pieces of audio down to about two minutes at max. I think this is like three minutes of audio and it was almost impossible for me to cut it to this. I just feel like we have to listen to all this. For me, it was so good. I hope nobody's annoyed by it, but it's just sit back and enjoy race tech rant of the night. Um, so my rant was going to be like the people that believe that shit on YouTube, but then okay. I backed it up. Remember when I said, actually, maybe I shouldn't call those people stupid because they don't know any better. They're like a, a child in the dark. Now my rant is gone. Like, I'm not mad at those people anymore because I've looked at it from a different angle. But I would just believe something I would read on the Internet about baseball, I suppose, because. No, you know, what? it's a little different because I would only read like like writers on baseball who are like credentialed and like important and you know they they cover the sport they know the teams they know the players maybe i'm mad at these people now maybe i'm not so maybe i shouldn't get mad at you because you're just a casual fan you really don't know the ins and outs of the pits you really don't know how this factory teams works like we all do some of the comments we get on youtube for our shows are the dumbest comments ever so is it youtube people I don't know how to say this completely correct. If you have a disability island over here, right? You have an, you have an <laughs> island full of people with disabilities, right? Oh, okay. They only know the island because they don't get off the island. Okay. It's full of disability people that run around and they're not that smart. He's calling YouTube disability island. <laughs> so, Highly offensive. So it just seems yeah. normal to get a carrot and try to stick it in your ear. That's normal to you. Carrot. Over here on the main island, Everyone knows that sticking a carrot in your ear is stupid, and we don't do that. Okay, but this is when I go back to what I said earlier. You got people who are coming in from out of the sport, maybe learning about the sport, kind of like how you said you're a casual baseball fan. Now you got people who are coming in as casual motocross fans that's never even ridden a fucking dirt bike. Yeah. Or, but are they on Disability Island? Yeah, maybe. Why don't those noobs go to the regular Because uh, they don't know. They don't know what Racer X is. They don't go to the races. They don't know. Carrot don't... ear fuckers. Is carrot they... ear fuckers. <laughs> They don't know 
anything about it, right? Dude, I tell I'm you what, for not claw. wanting to do a race tech rant, this is probably okay. the most yeah, intense but, race tech rant. But now I'm thinking now more about it. Now we're throwing pens. Now I'm thinking more about it. No, it's a rant. Now we're fucking racing. Race Rex. We got to Rex and Swap Moto and the people that go to the races. Real news. Real news. Yeah. We have Johnny to get, Hopper fake news. We have to get things right. Because if we don't get things right, the next week... Uh, fucking uh, Eric Kehoe from Honda will come over and be like, why did you say that? Why did you say Ken Rocks is not getting works parts? Like, that's what would happen. That's what would happen when you go to the fucking races. Yeah. Eric Kehoe will come up and be like, why did you say this? Just like CNN and, 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 and Fox News have to apologize if they get things wrong, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mason, start with you. Uh, a lot of really, really good points. A lot of excitement and energy um a lot of hilarity so there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about for those that don't completely know uh hopper a guy that you know he's a he's a moto guy he is a professional racer steve didn't realize that he's doing some media stuff with cooksey um and his youtube channel has a lot of interesting hot takes that you know, the, the typical media probably wouldn't say, let's just go that route. We don't have to get into it too much. But that's where this all started from, from a comment that he made that Akasaki is not giving Eli the same stuff they're giving AC because Eli's on his way out. And Steve got tweeted about this and thought it was a joke. Like some dude just made it up. He didn't even realize it was actually a quote unquote media news story that somebody had put up. And that led into this rant. Um, Go ahead, Mason. Well, to start the rant, I was kind of bummed because he was being super passive and he's like, I guess I could kind of understand. And then all of a sudden it just switched and he was just going off. Um, it was incredible. I don't know. I don't know who that Johnny Hopper guy is. I haven't seen his account, but um, maybe Steve's not quite the insider that we all think he is. And maybe he <laughs> is out of the loop. That's a hot take. <laughs> I'm obviously joking with that, yeah. but yeah, that was a, that was an incredible rant. Yeah. It, but I mean, look, he started off talking about baseball and well, if I don't know that much about baseball, maybe I would believe something that I heard, but then he's like, well, no, I would go to a credible news source racer X, um, you know, but somebody that comes into the sport marks, somebody that, let's say just kind of somehow discovered Supercross a couple weeks ago or you know, a couple months ago or whatever. They've been into it a few months and Hopper is kind of the way the algorithm seems to work on YouTube. He's all over the place. Maybe they see this guy and they're like, Oh, okay. This guy knows what he's talking about. So maybe they think Hopper is a credible news source, but I, I totally know what he's saying. Cause cause Steve does not consider Hopper, uh, a credible news source, a guy, he's not going to the races. He's not talking to, well, at least as far as we know, he's not talking to the team managers. He's not talking to Will Hahn. He's not talking to, you know, Fahey uh, or anybody, you know, so that's kind of where Steve's coming from. Oh boy. Where to, where to, where to start here. Yeah, Say, um, say what you feel comfortable saying. I know you don't want to get into nah, I mean, some of whatever. it. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. Uh, I I typically don't really have a problem with like the Hopper videos and stuff. I think this one was a little a little much with um, the click, you know, the clickbait, the title, the thumbnail, 
you know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And, 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 and just pure wild speculation for no reason. Well, before you go uh, on, I, I will tell you that he, I had him on my show at one point when there was some drama last year that Steve brought up on the show. Um, and I think, I don't remember who it was, was in, but somebody made mention of him on the show and Hopper didn't really get a chance to defend himself. And, and he actually came on the wrap up show. And, I do remember yeah, that. And yeah. kind of explained himself. And he did basically somewhat admitted that, yeah, he does go for the clickbait stuff to get them to watch. But I also fully believe he believes what he's saying. Anyway, continue. Which is, you know, an interesting discussion to have. And I'll try to keep this semi short because I feel like we could talk about this stuff for quite a, quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I think YouTube itself is an interesting thing. Like there's no, I don't think any shame in the game of YouTube as far as trying to get views. Um, obviously you have to use a little bit of clickbait. I I have done it with the, the pulp show vids. I try to keep it, you know, at least accurate to, to what the clip is going to be saying, um, and make, you know, it's usually just clips from the show. So it's not like we're just, it's just something out of left field. Um, and I think there's some credit to be given for people that can make it on YouTube and, and build a fan base and subscriber base. I, you know, I have no problem with any of that. It is the, the wild speculation for, for no reason other than clicks that I think is a, a bit much. Um, we've got people, saying that Cowie, you know, on our YouTube comments, you know, he put out a, a video today. So some of his fans are coming at our YouTube comments today. And, and we've got people saying Cowie doesn't want Eli to get bonus money. And that's why, <laughs> so it all make, it all makes sense. Why would they want to pay him bonus money? If was, leading the team and, was that account racing for the sun? Because that was my producer TJ. <laughs> that was my producer TJ's theory is that they're going to, it's going to cost them a lot of money if Eli wins they already have AC proving that the bike is good. They don't need Eli to. And I was like, uh, okay, dude, I don't know. Right. Uh, I, this is why you're not allowed into the pulp studio, TJ. So they're totally fine with Eli out there making the book, the bike look like complete ass cheeks. Right, it just exactly. doesn't make any, you know, it doesn't make any sense. There's just, so like I said, you know, I'm fine with people making their, their, their way on YouTube. I think it's respectable. It, you know, it's kind of turned into a game for me as far as uploading the, the, pulp show clips as far as like what works what doesn't you know you'll see me using different titles and thumbnails and yeah and things like that but uh yeah i think this one was uh, a little a little much um and it's just like i don't know man it's too far too far like i said i don't i've seen a couple of his other videos they're fine he takes kind of a, a comedic approach at certain different things but when you, you know, you've got people that, yeah, don't know any better and, and they're just going to see this and take it at face value. That, that just, <clears throat> it's kind of whack in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I, I feel that, you. And, and that's just speaking about this one. I'm not speaking about any other video. Except sure. For this one Tomac video. I just want to set that straight. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it definitely, that's what spurred the rant that became to be. And then of course we end up with the, uh, Oh, all the all the fun disability island stuff and carrots in your ears, carrots in your ass. At which point, Mason, I'm sure you heard, but you didn't get to see. Marks has little carrot icons on the screen that you can see on YouTube, and he's sticking them in Carnell's ear and Cheyenne's ear, and um, yeah, uh, it's, it was very entertaining. That was some of the stuff we were talking about earlier. So, 
what that a rant! One of the, that was one of the segments I wanted to go back and and look at. I just haven't had the time to do it, but I will go check that out because I was laughing listening to them uh, going on about the carrots and the ears and hearing that Marks had the graphics up on the screen. Yeah. I do want to go back and check that out. Definitely do that. Uh, and I don't think this quote was in that audio I just played, Marks. But I, I think I I may have sent it to you. I'm not sure, but uh, where Marks where Steve said uh, an alien banged my wife. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like so, just so random. And he, you know, what's funny is he texted us today. Like where did he, he said, where did ear, uh, carry in the ear come from? You know, like he says these things so off, off the cuff that he doesn't even know where they come from. And then he like the next day, I think it hits him. He's like, what did I say last night? You know, kind of thing. And I think yeah. that's probably one of them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was good. So, I think that that audio, those clips, will probably uh, live forever. I hope if it's uh, if you do your job properly. Ding. Pew pew. Do what? Pew pew. Oh pew pew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, you. you know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp Mech Show, and I'm excited to announce that Michelin Bicycle Tires is once again a proud sponsor of the Pulp Mech Wrap Up Show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as, a mount, as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and please go give them a follow at Michelin Bicycle on Instagram. All right, here's where, Mason, I have a little bit of beef with the producer of the Pulp Mex show. Mason, we hear all the time Steve giving giving uh, Mark's issues for, you know, not for not being the, a, a good employee, right? He, he doesn't... Uh, he kind of goes against his boss at times. He plays all these drops, like the pew pew. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is, is that an HR issue? You think Mason, the way he is with Steve? Um, I multiple HR violations per hour. Yeah, multiple HR violations, but they always make me laugh. So I'm all for it, Mark. Okay. It well, I mean, I I am somewhat. I, I guess I'm employed by Pulpamex because I do get paid every month for doing this, Marks. And I have an HR complaint when somebody plays a audio clip intro making fun of me, man. It's not cool, dude. <laughs> I don't. I thought we were boys. Do you? I, I I don't quite remember. Do you have that so you can play it? Uh, play what? Oh, Let's the, do dark side, intro. shall we, Marks? Dark side's pissed at me right now. Hold on, he probably don't like me much. <laughs> 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 No way. Dark side. What's up? That's so good. <laughs> Should we play it again? We have to play it again. Okay. Play it again. Silence. Let's play this again. Hey, buddy. Great intro, by the way. Great intro. Fantastic. Dude, Thanks to the who voice made of the that? People. That was fucking voice awesome. That was... I about pissed myself. Oh, man. All right. So, quickly, because it was hard to hear, on Twitter, Voice of the Drunken People made that. We're going to give him his credit because it seems that marks that everybody loves it. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a crowd favorite already. We, uh, I say we, somebody at Pulpamex headquarters may have clipped that and put it on Instagram today. I, I did see uh, that. And, I saw that. And there's, 
the feedback has been phenomenal for the positive. So uh, I hate to break it to you, but it's here to stay. Mason, uh, why do they always uh, make fun of my, you know, when I crash and got hurt? Or I, I don't understand why it can't just be something positive once in a while. You know, Steve's giving you some some credit here and there, but I, I'm on their side, man. That was so funny. I laughed every time I heard it, even just now. Like that was that was really really funny, and it, it made it even better. I know you are sick and aren't feeling all that well, but then uh, when your voice came on and you sounded all like stuffed up and obviously not feeling well, it just made it even funnier to me. And like I said, sorry, but I'm on their side on this one. Well, I, I'm obviously Marks. So I'm not serious about any of this. I mean. They wouldn't have the Bradshaw audio if I wasn't willing to give it up for the show. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not super stoked, but yeah. I mean, whatever. I guess if the if the listeners enjoy it, that's really what it's all about. Well, well, hey. we appreciate you being a good sport. So, uh, and and I will, for the record, say that you are uh, you have on multiple occasions sent me evidence or i don't know if evidence is, is the right word but audio of of your mess ups um you know you forgetting who was that writer you sent me that too i don't remember that was a few weeks ago but yeah you you, you, oh, uh, you uh, play along pretty well justin starling yeah oh yeah see and i forgot starling too so now we can add this <laughs> to the add this to the barrel yeah well and i may no i do not ever send you clips of steve saying funny shit ever no, uh-uh. we don't do that. No, that Never. would be, uh, again, uh, an HR violation. We would not do that behind our boss's back uh, and play it live on the air. Uh, of course not. Uh, Mason, I feel like you were about to say something a second ago. I was, but uh, kind of lost my train of thought, I'll be honest. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Sorry, Mason. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's anyway, right. I guess one of one, and one of my group texts with some buddies are like, dude, you, you know you made it when you get your own intro. So, I guess. Yeah. See, I mean, what more can you want? <laughs> a pay raise. <laughs> that's, I want to renegotiate uh, the way own. you get to renegotiate every year. <laughs> you think I have more power than I do. Uh, well, you do a lot more than I do. But anyway, hey, all right. Uh, we, we got a few more things to touch on. We'll wrap this thing up. Um, I didn't really cut any audio out of Cameron McAdoo. Like, I, unfortunately for me, I love Cameron. Great dude. But that part of the show was like... It was almost the throwaway part for me, but Mason, I did write down his thoughts or his, his comments on why he was frustrated with the camera guy at, uh, Paula. I don't know, man. Like he said he was right in his face, but he, the, the cameraman physically was not right in his face. Like maybe in the beginning before we saw it, it was, but, but I also get that his, you know, the adrenaline's flowing. He's in a lot of pain. I get that side of it, but what did you think about his explanation? Um, it made sense. Um, definitely, you know, I could understand where he's coming from. There's obviously a lot going on in his mind and, and he might've thought that in his face was that 10 foot of distance or however far apart that camera guy was. Yeah. Um, but there's obviously a lot of different things going through Cameron's brain. And the, and the last thing that he would want is someone just right in his grill you know, staring at him and he knows it's on TV and everyone's looking at it when, you know, when he's down. So, um, I could understand not wanting that, but also as a fan, I wanted to see what was going on, but on the note of Cameron McAdoo, uh, you saying it was a throwaway. Um, I kind of disagree with yeah, you. And that was a little, I, unf- that was a little unfair. It was just, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I mean, I, I just, for the same reasons that, you know, we are fans of Aaron Plessinger as he comes on, he's just so entertaining and so fun. I feel like every time Cameron's on, he's just so down to earth and has such a level head and he just works so hard and it's hard to not root for the guy. I mean, he just is so cool. It seems he just, like I keep saying, he's just down to earth and, um, it's hard not to cheer for him. Yeah. And, and I didn't mean it in the, in the way where I disagree with what you just said. Like, I like the kid. I like him. I, I like his writing. I like his interviews just for some reason. And the overall of this show, like if that one interview hadn't been there, it would have made a difference to me. Like I just didn't pull anything from it that I thought was, it was super- down on it. It was down on energy. Sorry to yeah, cut you off. It was a little was. down on energy compared to Jalik and Aaron and Phil and having obviously at that point, um, Cheyenne and Carnell were a couple white claws deep. So <laughs> it did bring the energy level down a little bit, but it kind of was like a, you know, a humbling kind of a thing, you know, like it was just kind of back down to, to level headedness. Yeah. Uh, Marks, anything, anything stand out to you from the uh, McAdoo interview? Um, I don't remember what I was doing during the show, but I missed parts of it. So I'll just, uh, but, but to what Mason said, I think he nailed it. Like, the energy of it was so like such a different vibe from the rest of the show. Yeah. That's um, a good way to put I, it. That's, that's what I, yeah. yeah. I, and I think that's uh, not that it was bad, but yeah, like it was, it was just very different from, from everything else going on um, up until that point And even after obviously. So, but I, I, I do think it was good to have them on and especially so fresh after everything, you know, the sooner, the better after those kinds of things go on. You can get them on. You can get the writer's side of things. Um, you know, the less time that passes uh, before you get to talk to them, the better. So uh, yep. I do think it was still necessary and good, even if it was maybe uh, slightly out of place with the rest of the show. I think it was still all right. Amazing. The other thing I'll say is because um, I was kind of listening to the show in bits and pieces. So I had a, about an hour of a break and I put it back on right when Cameron came on. So I didn't get to, you know, see that huge drop off of energy, but it definitely was different. So for me personally, like I said, I kind of jumped back in right before it started. So um, it was a little bit easier for me to get back into the interview. Okay. Yeah, and again, I, I didn't mean, like, I don't like Cameron, obviously. Um, it just, yeah, I think the way Marks put it, like, the vibe was a little different. Uh, it just didn't stand out as far as all the other stuff did. Um, all right, so I do want to give a quick shout-out. I mentioned a, f- a number of times Nick Still from the Moto Limited Show. Uh, he helps me out a ton with this show with notes and whatnot. He was the one that called in, the Australian that called in and brought up Ken Roxon and the possum question. Because uh, he's in he's in those press conferences with us, so just a quick shout out to Nick for being part of the Pulp Show, calling all the way from Australia. I don't know what time of the morning it is when Pulp's on, but it's I think they're like fourteen hours ahead, so that'd tell you something. Uh, JT called in. Obviously, we touched on him just a little bit. Rough day with uh, his plane breaking down, eight hours in Salt Lake City Airport. Poor guy. So all, all stuff. If you haven't listened to the whole show, little little tidbits of things that are. You know, inside the behind the behind the curtain of what's going on with these guys, go check out the show if you haven't already. Uh, I think that's about it. Other than Marks, Steve did not want to give me any props for coming up with the the contest, the way we're doing the contest. He's like, yeah, no way, Dark Side thought of that himself, man. What was up with that shit? <laughs> Uh, a little, little gassing you a little there, huh? Yeah, and then uh, somebody, I guess, messaged him and said, I stole it from Dino, which that's 
it's not actually accurate because I mean I, Dino does do stuff like that, I guess. But no, man, I stole that from a, another show. I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's called the Moto X Pod Show. We've done that a number of times. Oh well, yeah. Either way, I'll I'll give you the props. It was a it was a good idea because I I was coming up with jack shit. It was going to be uh, the usual email contest, or <laughs> right, something, right. But yours yours is yours was way better. So um, thank you. It, it was a, it was a good idea. I thought so too. Um, all right, let's. I I do have one more piece of audio. I debated just not going there, but uh, Steve, right at the beginning, really asked if Dylan Ferrandis was for real. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Dylan fan, Mason. I like Dylan a lot. I've got a chance to talk to him a number of times. Uh, I think he's a pretty cool guy. If you really get a chance to sit down with him, I picked him as my, uh, my like my underdog for the year. He's really surprising people. Let's listen to this last piece of audio. We'll discuss it and then we'll get out of here. Ferrandis now, that's for real, right? Uh, like, yeah. I mean, yes, dude, it's gnarly. The, the second moto, he ripped through the pack, right? The guy was didn't didn't get Kenny, but pretty much caught him uh caught made of seconds on he him, started in ninth right. first lap he was p9 he's yeah. behind tomac right and then the last lap he moved the second and then runs the fastest lap of the race and it was a second faster than kenny and it was like what five and a half six seconds faster than tomac's fastest lap too so i mean yep. that's pretty gnarly yeah so for you four motos are you guys confident that ferrandis will be i'm not saying winning the title but just like podium guy and like title challenger roxon ac ferrandis are your title guys in yeah. my opinion all right but the high point will answer all the questions because you know once we go east, yeah. things change. Yeah. All right, Mason. So again, a lot of decisions or opinions—not decisions—a lot of opinions on Monday's pulp show were basically our everything's decided after two rounds, and I don't totally disagree with some of these. But we talked about Eli's done, Austin's in trouble, and Dylan's a championship—you know—a champion contender after two rounds. Nobody seemed to disagree with that, which I'm I'm fine with this one. But uh, and this this audio that we just I just played also shows the notes that Cheyenne took. Like he was on point. He knew where he finished. He knew lap times. I like it. Yeah, it was really cool. And I do want to claim I think I was the very first fan in the states that Dylan met. And the reason I say that is because I was working at Target at the time, and him and his wife came in. They're buying some furniture, and I recognized their name. And um, I went up to him and kind of introduced myself and told him I was a fan of his. And he was blown away that anyone knew him here in the States. It was right when he signed the deal with Star, the first year 250s. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to claim that I was the first fan in the States that Dylan met. I'll give it to you. I don't have any proof, but why not, Marks? Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll take his word for it. Yeah, I I mean, I'll I'll text Dylan and find out if that's true. But for right now, for right now, uh, Mason, we'll give it to you. I'll take it. That's all I needed. <laughs> all no right, no Mark. fact checkers here. Yeah, right. Uh, once again, I want to thank Motosport.com, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, all on board with a wrap-up. And as I always tell you, support all the Pulpamex sponsors, whether it be Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Maxima, uh, you know, even FXR, who's part of some of the other stuff Steve does, Pulpamex Show, Dot com. Click on the Sponsor Deals tabs. Use those links. Use those discount codes. Use the contact form on PulpMixShow.com if you want a discount on something that's not listed. Maybe Steve will be able to help you out. All those guys pay the money that makes, makes these shows happen. Go support them. It's very important. Questions, comments, thoughts, uh, content for Hello Pookie. 
hit me up at darkside at pulpamex.com. Other than that, Mason, before we go, do you have anything else? Uh, no, Darkside, I just wanted to say thank you. Marks, thank you. Also, bump up my fantasy score a couple hundred points. Yeah, along with mine and not Darkside. <laughs> yeah, actually, we, we need to talk about fantasy, but bef- let's we'll, we'll finish with that. But before that, Marks, do you have anything that you want to bring up that I missed? Um, no, I just think uh, I, I, I'll give you some accolades. I think the, the wrap-up show has come a long way. I think it's, you know, really it's coming into its own. I think that can uh, is manifested on your personal show as well. So I think you're, you're doing a good job. I think the, the intro that you do for each of these, you know, where you mash together about a minute and a half of, of different clips from the show. I think that's, that's really cool. Um, so, so hopefully, hopefully people are getting more on board and, and I think you do a good job. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I think, I think it was funny that Steve said while I was on the line the other night that I should get on you sh- you should get on Discord and get some listeners to get on the show. But then when I do that, he always like yeah, chill down on the on the the non industry guys. He, he'll text me and say like, stop doing that. Steve would never contradict himself. Um, <laughs> he, he's he's a great guy, a great boss, and that doesn't sound like him at all. He's so. the best. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a tough thing, though, right? Like, uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of in a dilemma, and it, it kind of goes back to when the the wrap up show started. And I don't mean to be long winded here, but no, it's good. Where, where, where you would you know do certain things, and it wasn't quite how he wanted, and he would say, "Quit asking these people about certain things," and you nobody know, you cares. Didn't, yeah, nobody. So you don't really know what to do, and then he, but he doesn't really know how to tell you what to do either because he doesn't really know. Um, and so I think I think. Uh, given the cards that you're dealt, uh, you know, it's kind of tough and I don't think people realize that. So, yeah, um, I, I don't think, I think having some, uh, a random on every once in a while is fine. I don't know how you would bet them before to, to know how they're going to do. Uh, I don't know if that, what that's what I said, like a phone I'm, call or like, yeah, like do you need to call these people and have no, I'm not doing a fake, I'm not doing a fake <laughs> show before I do the wrap up show about the show. Right. No, I'm not doing that. Like I had like, uh, on Instagram seat time at seat time, uh, hit me up yesterday, I think, and wants to be on the wrap-up show. And I'm like, all right, I'll put you on the list. I have some other people that have reached out. I have another female that wanted to come on the show that's been lined up for a while. But Steve, you know, like, all right, it, well, not, I'm not going to – all right, I should cut that out. Somebody said that's enough females for a little while. <laughs> and oh, I, was wow. like, I was like, okay. So – I've kind of just, I've been using a reoccurring group of guys like yourselves and checkers and, uh, you know, Randy Richardson, some people that Steve likes and he likes the, you know, what they have to say. So it's, it, that's what I've been doing. Um, but I'm going to get seat time on, on, I have a few, I have a list on my phone of some other people that I will start sprinkling in and, but yeah, you don't really know until they get on and we start recording if it's going to be good or not. So um, we're trying to keep it going, but let, real quick, before we wrap this thing up, Mason brought up fantasy. Where you at Mason on what's your, uh, what do you have your numbers in front of you? Do you know where you're where you are? Yeah, it was great talking to you guys. We'll, uh, okay. we'll catch you guys next time. Fair <laughs> enough. So I'm looking at mine right now, Marks championship uh-huh. MX series rank, right? So that is, that's the number, right? That's the one I'm looking for. That's the championship league. If you did overall a next series rank, that's anybody that has competed in, in an outdoor, uh, which is the only one I have because I'm not in the championship. So, so uh, maybe do overall. Okay. So, well, which one is the, like, okay, over, all right, overall MX series rank. I am 58th. 58th? 
Yeah, championship MX series. I am forty fifth. Okay, oh, got that. But we, oh, we <laughs> well played, Mason. Well played. What, what did you say, uh, Mason? What you say? I said, well, okay, goddamn. <laughs> Can we just end it now? Uh, well, look at that. We just lost the database, and all the info has been wiped. So I guess we'll, we'll have to start over. Thankfully, but. I have it screenshotted, and we'll, <laughs> dude. And that was with who? Man, I had J- Jeremy Martin last week. Yeah. The week before, I had I don't remember off the top of my head, but I had two guys that in Moto Two got me a total of fourteen points. Yeah. So my I've so far two rounds in, Steve. Dark side's going for a championship. Wow. <laughs> After, How many points do you have total? Uh, total MX po- series points nine thirty five. Holy shit! Four fifty two. But look, my my little group, like the group that I, of my buddies, like I think TJ got. Or somebody else got five something in one of our groups. I actually had somebody that was a, had a perfect score early in wow. our in one of our groups. Um, but this was I don't I feel like this week a lot of people had high scores. Yeah, uh, everybody. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> not Mason. <apparently. laughs> not Mason. Um, that's the thing with outdoors, though. Like like you said, with you have you have some low scoring guys, but outdoors is a little different from Supercross because you have four mo- four point scoring motos yes you yes. know where whereas you just have the, the two uh in supercross one for each class so yeah even if you do have you know somebody that doesn't do great you still you, you can still have a high score uh just with somebody else that crushes it you know you get 90 100 points from somebody and you're still gonna have a decent weekend um so yeah it's that's crazy and, and good for you because that's honestly really impressive after two rounds because i am doing terrible yeah i'm scanning so, through so i had jmart Dylan Schwartz, which was a big pick for everybody. Uh, yeah, Rami Alves got me good points, and Josh Fariz. Well, that was my two fifty team. Um, so anyway, I'm you went with Alves, huh? Yeah, because funny enough, like he was supposed to be on my show last week, and I really paid attention to him, and he had some pretty good points last week. So I jumped on board with him this week, and uh, he, you know, he's he's doing good, man. He's working hard, so I, I went with him, and he got me good points. Eli yeah, screwed awesome. me, obviously, but Eli screwed a lot of people. Yeah, he was like sixty percent. I mean, you can't you can't go into that race thinking that Eli is going to not get at least ninth place, yeah, right? I mean, Eli as an underdog is a that should have been a hundred percent pick trend almost, unless you'd picked him the week before. Like I you don't know. think, but I don't, hey, dude. Weird, weird deal. Well, clearly, uh, clearly, and then Ben Lemay, you know, DNFing um, that that hurt me. But anyway, okay, so yeah, I. Uh, Give Mason a couple extra points. Let's boost him up a little bit. And okay, I, I'm going to start playing it like for that, just that average now. Cause I, I'm up there. I'm going to try to stay up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get a good cushion, you have a couple good rounds, you can, you know, if you, what, what a lot of people should do is go back and look at like last year's uh, championship standings. Yeah. And it'll show you what the, the leader's average score was per round. Um, and it's it's really not anything that's unobtainable. Well, obviously because they did it, but uh, I think people shoot for the stars too much. You know. Yeah, so, you like, mentioned that. I think you mentioned that when they on the show where you picked the winner for Supercross, you were talking about that. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, and how, what his scores were, and they were kind of just they just stayed pretty consistent, not super super high, but you know, right in that average, and he just stayed consistent with it. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's my goal, man. Cause I want to win. I want to win a prize other than I've won one prize Mason and it was a set of a hundred percent goggles and I'm an expert <laughs> goggle rep. Well, that's, that's better than I've, I haven't won anything. I was actually doing really well in supercross. I was like 128 or 123 with, uh, one or two rounds to go and then just completely shot the bed at salt Lake. <laughs> and then I started Paula off terrible and I did okay last weekend, but uh, yeah. I just, it's just really, really been frustrating the last three weeks. I uh, dude, I'm usually there. So anybody that in my group, I'm like, dude, you know, it's going to fall apart. It's just going to happen. It, yeah. It's an, an inevitable, but all right, guys, I think that's enough fantasy talk. Um, that's, a, we had a good time talking about the wrap up show, uh, the pulp MX show this week. It was, I th- again, a great show, great guest. I think Logan and Cheyenne should be, you know, come back at some point. I think they did really well. Um, Marks and Mason, I appreciate you guys coming on and helping me out with this wrap-up show. Uh, other than that, I think it's a wrap. We're out of here. Why would you want to talk, re-talk about the Pulp Show? Sing me.